Hello guys, welcome to our show. Today we discuss about ACO, how you can get results, what we can do today, especially when we have AI, it's a big changer in our methods that we, how we create content, how we promote content. And even SEO is not uh, the same that we had many years ago when I usually uh, bought more backlinks that my competitors had, I created content for search engines. Today I don't because it doesn't work. I'm so excited to discuss this topic with Mark Preston. How are you? Very well, thank you. And yourself? Yeah, I'm doing great. Looking forward to more, uh, you know, to learn more about SEO because I love this topic. It's important and SEO still brings more traffic than any other channel, even then combining all other channels. But I still see when people have their own strategy, generic methods, consider best practices, it doesn't work. So we need to consider our unique selling proposition, our customers, our methods. And I don't care about traffic if I can't sell by having this traffic. Mark, before we start, just tell me about your self-experience background and tell me about books that I saw on promo uh, to this podcast. Right. Uh, yep. As you see, I'm Mark A. Preston and been in the industry since 2001. Done lots and lots of things from creating my own um, lead generation business to running agencies. Um, I had a, a 50 franchisee franchise basically worked as head of SEO in-house and agency side and I devote myself now to SEO education as an SEO mindset coach so basically just SEO training on steroids mm-hmm. yeah interesting and you know I think it's important uh, it's not only for SEO specialists it's important for website owners because for example if I uh, speak with a new client who uh, doesn't understand SEO, I usually tell them, take my course. It costs like 10, 20 dollars, not a lot, but learn the basic. You can learn from Lily Ray, uh, Mike Phillips, Jeff Coyle, uh, Chelsea, always many other great experts because you can get the basic how it works. And uh, after that, uh, clients can understand why we need to create high quality content, uh, what kind of SEO can bring results because uh, i see when the masters open semrush ihrefs see this volume and feel wow i want this traffic i want to get it but uh, in the first stage it's hard it's really hard to get results with high volume keywords for example if i take seo how i can compete with new Paddle, ihrefs moss many other great resources wikipedia and in the second it doesn't mean that they can sell for heavy this keyword because if you sell SEO services, it's not related to your uh, buying journey. Mark, can you tell about creating the right strategy? How to find it? How to find keywords that will sell in the end? It's not about traffic. It's more about sales. Yeah, I think, I think first of all, people are in the wrong mindset. They just go to these tools, whatever tool you use, Ahrefs, SEMrush, whatever tool it is, and they're just so fixated on keyword volume right now i was um, analyzing a website the other week and literally 3.2 percent of the audience was their target audience so 3.2 percent was in a, a mindset where that could turn into a potential customer this is the problem people are seeing keywords as um, 
just traffic generators. They're not looking at the business itself. They're not looking at the sales funnel. They're not looking at, well, this keyword, what do people actually want? You know, and that when it comes to keyword research and finding the keywords that generate sales and generate business, it's all about putting yourself in the shoes of that person and think, well, if I was searching this, what would I want? Does that keyword have multiple meanings? Does that keyword have multiple um, industries? Like viola, it's an instrument and a flower. So all these different things, you have to think about it in a logical way and map out a keyword list that's actually going to drive new business, not necessarily keywords that's going to drive traffic. Sorry for that. I was on mute for a little bit. Can you explain about uh, a logical way that you mentioned uh, how to find these keywords? For example, if I type, let's imagine weight loss. Yeah, weight loss. I have, uh, I don't know, like plus hundred thousand keywords. You know, and it's yes. hard to find which keywords will bring results, uh, and it might confuse in the beginning. And I see when webmasters create a huge list of topics keywords uh, with, uh by having limited resources even big companies they have limited resources for example uh, one two writers who can write uh, this content and uh, it's better less but quality i'm interested about choosing the right keywords from this list and priorities how to prioritize your content plan uh, for example it's better to create content with these keywords, then we can take uh, the second uh, group of keywords. So any tips about that? Yes. Well, one thing you got to be mindful of is being totally honest with yourself first, knowing when the resources you have is not enough to target certain things, because it's not so much about the keywords as it is in the intent of the keywords. Mm -hmm. So you need, realistically, you need to select the keywords and the identities of those keywords and the intent of those keywords based on the competition. You have to be honest with yourself. There's no point spending two years targeting a keyword you're never going to get ranked for. You just have to be honest with yourself. And the problem is, People just look at keywords as keywords. They don't look at it as business opportunities. They don't look at it as reality. Well, can I actually, with my knowledge, my skills, and the ability I have, plus the resource and budget I have, is it possible to compete against them? What are they doing? So it's not so much about picking keywords, it's about picking keywords that are realistic for you because there's always somebody, somewhere you can start from. And I feel as though it's lots of people, they select these keywords and they start writing about them and nobody's reading because it's never going to get ranked because the competition's just so strong. If you're up against a, a group of massive brands that's got an unlimited budget, 
type of thing and you're just starting out well you, you want to look at the gaps so look mm -hmm. at the keywords type them into google seeing what's there in front of you thinking well you know these keywords can i add value to what's already there and suddenly you create a keyword list that's not so much based on numbers and not so much based on volumes but it's based on reality reality keywords that will actually help your business to grow mm -hmm. yeah i agree by the way guys we don't want to discourage you uh i think anything is possible but uh in digital marketing in seo it's better to outsmart than overwhelm uh, is it possible to compete with uh, wikipedia neil patel uh, with the keyword seo yeah it's possible but do you need it you know it takes time it takes years you know to get this keyword and uh it's not like to wait many years you can find keywords that you can rank faster and even bring more sales so it's more like to think than uh than uh, trying to achieve something that hard extremely hard achievable but possible so yeah mark uh, i want to ask you about uh tools that you that you usually use with your keyword research and uh what kind of features do you use on these tools? I mean, like, uh, uh, for example, if we uh, mention about iChef, SEMrush, we have other tools, we have Ubersuggest, uh, we have uh, Answer the Public. Uh, I know that many SEO specialists, including me, uh, search on Reddit because uh, people usually go to Reddit if they can't find on Google. So it's a lot of opportunities there. So can you tell? uh your loving tools and methods of using them right well personally i use um ahrefs uh keyword research tools i use the um answer the public and tools like that uh to get questions i look at google itself look at the intent but something that's actually created massive impact is asking your customer base, right? Mm -hmm. Which is something very few people do. Asking them, well, okay, how, what was it you typed in to find this? What was it you were looking for? What, if you was, we've come up with this new product, if you was to want to buy that, what would you search for? And I feel as though that opens up opportunities untapped because keyword research tools they're great but they don't have all the data they just have the data they crawled right mm -hmm. and there's yeah. so many untapped opportunities out there above and beyond what tools can bring that don't get uh, approached now if you just ask your customers or if you're working with your client just say can you just send this survey out to your customers you know and it'll open up a lots and lots of ideas that are untapped because all the competition are targeting the keywords that all these tools have got and they're all basically competing with the same tools 
yeah but it's about looking at the untapped opportunities and it like you said before it doesn't take long to get ranked and drive traffic and business for untapped opportunities and for me that's what i tend to focus on more is you have one list of things that actually get searched that the tools tell you and another list on untapped opportunities that are valid and people search but the tools don't know about it and together it's merging them um, to create the ultimate list mm -hmm. yeah nice nice valuable mark you started in 2001 yeah for a long time and uh, yeah you know uh, at that time i search on uh yellow paper <laughs> yellow yes. pages because uh of course i knew about alta vista yahoo uh, google came to the place but uh, i didn't feel that these search engines will change the game uh, and uh, at that time uh, we knew about ai only from movies like matrix uh, terminator you know? <laughs> so uh, but today it's another story we have ai and uh, it's not like uh, a future i think it's a regular tool today for most content marketers uh, content uh, uh, specialists and uh, you know i found uh, that everyone i don't know even one offer who uh, doesn't use AI today. I cooperate with people who write for Forbes, uh, Investopedia, many other great publications, and all of them use AI. Uh, can you tell how to do it right today for SEO? Because Google doesn't like it, AI content. Of course, Google changed the policy. Today, it's acceptable. But if you use it smart, for example, when I spoke with Fabrice Canel from Bing, he told me, Bing is not against AI. Bing is against uh, low quality content. So if you can create high quality content with AI, use it. And all offers use it. And I want you know, when people overuse, I think we need to use, but not overuse because overusing uh, doesn't bring results. You create generic content that many other websites have. So can you tell how to use AI for SEO today? Right. Okay. Now, AI is not a new thing. It's not just started now. I mean, five years ago, I did a keynote talk. And in that keynote talk about the subject of AI, I said back then, if you're only just thinking about AI, you're already behind the times. Now, because of ChatGPT and these other tools that's come on board, is the SEO industry has suddenly looked at that just to be about content generation there's many other factors that you can use it in the process but for me is as far as seo is concerned it's about using those tools for ideation research and streamlining so what things have you been doing manually that AI can help you streamline. Now, as far as using AI to write content for your website, imagine if it become normal for the SEO world suddenly just to use AI. 
to write content. Suddenly, what, what's Google? There's no differentiator. Yeah. <laughs> what's the added value? And this is the problem, and this is what a lot of people can't grasp. It's about adding value to what's already out there. Now, using AI to help you achieve that, so you've got a base to start from, is fantastic, but you need to add value to what's already out there and not just copy and paste what it spits out. Because at the end of the day, AI tools are now the baseline for content quality. So basically, if you are not achieving a minimum of what AI can write, then forget it. That is the base quality. So it's good to use these tools to understand, well, this is the base quality now. So how can I add value to what it's already doing? And that's how you can personally use AI in the whole process. Yeah, I think it's not value if uh, other websites have. So if you create the same content, because AI is the best rewriting tool ever. Rewriting, it's far away from writing, it's far away from sharing something new. AI can take content online, convert and create new piece of content with good grammar, you know, but it's nothing special. I think customers, users, care about uh, about something new than about grammar of course it's important to have this grammar uh, but uh, customers need to get something new uh, and uh, it's the same like to watch a movie with the same plot that you watched before i mean like uh, the same movies similar movies it's not interesting you you know the end you know what kind of movie is it so yeah uh, I agree with that. And uh, you mentioned that you use AI to create structure, if I understand right. So to create the structure or find ideas. Can you tell uh, what kind of prompts do you use? Because I see when people set up prompts like how to play guitar, how to lose weight, you know, nothing special. But even, even Elon Musk, I remember before he started to criticize AI to sign this letter, you know, with plus thousand other employees. Um, people uh entrepreneurs uh to procrastinate the process uh then uh he changed the mind and bought expensive equipment to develop this technology on twitter uh, and uh what i found uh, when he shared screenshot uh, of using ChatGPT, he used hard question so hard question now i spent a few times to read this question to understand elon mind then uh after uh, reading, uh, uh, ChatGPT gave this answer, uh, unique answer, by having these prompts, you know. Can you tell your methods how to create these prompts? Right. For me, I think the industry is going to be silly with prompts. Mm -hmm. I mean, all, all, all it is, it's a system where you want to find information. Think of ChatGPT as Google. Think about, well, the reason you're using it because you want to know certain things. Now, just like with Google, the more specific you are in what you ask it, the more specific and detailed it's going to be when it creates it. 
So, for instance, if you want to create um, a top 10 list around a certain subject, right? Well, asking it to make sure that in the top 10 list, you mention X and Y. You know, it, it, it's about the way I think about it is if you have to make the system understand what you're asking, then it's wrong. Make it, make your prompts exact and as accurate and as specific as you possibly can. Just going in and saying, uh, what is SEO? Well, it's not really benefiting anybody, you know? So, you know, rather than saying, well, regarding SEO, and the age of AI, how would that impact a uh, journalist on creating new content? You know, make it specific as possible. And I think as far as prompts are concerned, there's all these things going around the internet as, oh, top 50 prompts here, top 50 prompts there. They're meaningless. They're just meaningless because unless you specifically want to know that information well it's pointless just treat it as a human being treat it as though you're talking i'm talking to you now treat it as a human being and treat it as if how you was asking me the questions the more specific the question the more detailed the answer is going to be yeah yeah uh, Mark, I'm interested about your background. No, I see uh, on your background whiteboard. <laughs> and uh, uh, can you tell how you use whiteboard uh, and uh, do you use for brainstorming, for uh, growing your business or any other goals of having this uh, whiteboard? Yeah, well, in my home office, I have the whiteboard, I have the flip chart, and I also have a 65-inch TV here as well. Uh -huh. Because I do a lot of training, I do a lot of group training online with um, marketing teams within agencies and in-house. And basically, I use the whiteboard just to brainstorm, just mm -hmm. to get ideas. It's not like the way I train is not like X, Y, Z. Here's what you need to do. Here's the whiteboard. That's Follow that and you'll be fine. It's about getting ideas, it's about asking each other, let's write them down. Let's go through what challenges you're facing. Let's understand the why. Why are you ch facing those challenges? What are you going to do? And having the, the whiteboard, it just helps. And it just saves me remembering everything they've said because I just write it down. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> nice. Uh, can you tell about your methods of teaching others coaching you mentioned that you help others to get this knowledge and uh, according to some studies uh, people usually i mean like students usually consume 40 percent of all information because it's hard because it's not interesting boring i don't know many things uh, because they're lazy because they don't need it <laughs> so uh, can you tell your methods how to transfer data from your mind, from your skills, experience to your students' minds uh, that they will use in the end because we have short memory. If you teach me something that 
I don't practice, I can forget for a few hours, you know, about the skills because I read a lot, uh, blog posts, watch videos, uh, read marketing books. And, you know, I found if I, uh, of course, it's important to have the skills, but I usually think, okay, can I implement it? How to use it? So, uh, it's more about, uh, practical, uh, way. So tell your methods of teaching. Yes. For me, it's about making it relatable. Have context in everything you do. Now, the problem is with some training, it's just too generic, right? So with mine, I don't have any slides. I don't have anything. It's very, very bespoke to that group of individuals, right? And making their life easier. And in order to do that, you need to understand what they're doing, what websites they're working on, where, you know, what are the challenges? Where do they want to get to? It's about understanding everything relating to it. And the way I train as an SEO mindset coach is asking specific questions to get them to justify the answers. So what I'm doing, I'm not saying to you, if you want to do link building, you need to do X, Y, Z. I give them a structure, a mindset, a way of thinking about link building and thinking about how to solve problems that are going to impact them in the future, no matter what updates are created or what changes, it's the... It's the mindset and the process of thinking they go through that matters. And that's where I see a big difference in the training I do. Because one, it's about that business. I mean, if I'm going to an in-house team, I, I want to know from the directors, well, what's, what's their job? You know, do they actually know? Does your sales team talk to them? You know, we, we need to know how, how their piece of the puzzle fits into everything. And in order to do that, and it's getting them to understand the same rather than just getting them to do X, Y, Z every day. And when it comes to training, it's important. It's so important that all these people understand the different modules of the business and not just their tiny little bit. And look, my graph's going up. You know, we've done this job because the graph's going up. That's not how it how it's how it is. We we need to take it further than they've ever taken it before. Yeah. You mentioned about link building, you know. It's interesting, uh, you know, yeah, it's it's hard. It's hard, uh, especially about modern link building. I remember when I started 12 years ago. I just bought more links than my competitors had. You know, I ranked well on my websites, but then things changed with the first penguin, my, many other updates. So yeah, it's not like many years ago. And today I think more about a human being, even not about Google. If I use outreach, then the goal, it's not like to get backlinks. It's more to get backlinks that help users on other websites so uh, and it gives a strong reason to google to rank your website but i see when people uh seos they try to use 
various link building techniques. For example, I don't know, guest posting, skyscraper, broken link building, PR. Uh, and I know some specialists who pay attention to specific technique. For example, uh, Ferry Kazoni. He uh, only pays attention to PR and he's super effective with that. He gets great result. He doesn't do guest posting. He doesn't do skyscraper, just PR. Can you tell about uh, crafting your skills uh, by focusing, not trying to learn all link building? For me, it's important to understand what kind of link building you like and to uh, jump with that to become the best in one day or uh, to have the goal to become the best. So can you tell yeah, me well, the, the, the way to describe this is in two parts. One, first, you need to understand that SEOs are the reason that link building is being destroyed. Mm -hmm. Right? They're yeah. their own worst enemy. Because of SEOs offering um, content publishers and offering blog publishers and writers money to post a link on the website, then it's become normal now that these people that you could naturally gain links from in the past suddenly understand they can earn a lot of money, right? So that's the first part to understand, right? And a lot of people go after these places and not get anywhere because the publisher knows that lots of other people are going to pay them, right? That's reality. And another thing, it's looking at, well, the audience. For me, link building is all about gaining links on other websites that share the same audience as you want to attract. It's not about my websites about SEO services, so I need to go and write on all these SEO websites because chances are your customers are not reading those websites. Now, if you concentrate your efforts on the audience, then you'll get a lot bigger impact. So a few years ago, when everyone and anyone were trying to write, beg search engine land to write for them, I started writing a monthly column in a local business newspaper, got links, and it drove a load of business, right? Mm -hmm. Now, that's, that's the difference. It's about looking at what's out there and looking at, well, are they a direct competitor? You're never going to get links, right? Now, looking at, well, the sales funnel. So looking at, okay, say I am um, a wedding planner, okay? The objective is to drive links for the wedding planner. Well, think about it logically. What do your customers need to do in order to get your service? I mean, before that, well, these people have to get engaged, right? Now, what do they need when they get engaged? A ring. How many jewelers out there are there? You know, 
focusing your efforts on something that will give mutual benefit to, yes, is, it's just, for me, it's just, again, the mindset side, the logical thinking. It's looking at out of the box of the opportunities that are out there. And if you look at the mutual benefit that you can give, rather than approaching people saying, I want this, I want that, I want that. Well, if, if you was that person, well, why would you do it? And you need something to give them that mutual beneficial and thinking about it in a different way, thinking about it in the sales funnel. So all your competitors, Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah. Yes. So all your competitors are going after all these websites here. You need to think about, well, okay, well, if I go over here and they're not doing any of that, so the chances are they're not getting bombarded with the same requests over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> from the same industry. And this is what I mean. It's about looking at the audience. You know, as long as you're sharing the same audience, it doesn't matter if one's a wedding planner and one's a jeweler's. It doesn't matter if you're providing SEO or they're a, a business website or whatever it is. It's the audience that matters. And because of that relationship, one or two links is going to have a lot more impact and value than posting all, on all these low quality websites yeah love it love it i agree i couldn't agree more because i get every single day a lot of emails spam emails with the same message guest posting do follow links <laughs> link building from authoritative websites i don't know something like this and i lead all of them to the best place where they can spend time together my spam inbox you know so yeah <laughs> guys enjoy to spend time on this place uh, and by the uh, once i decided to check out uh, for example if i uh, ignore if i block if i reply to this message uh, it's the same <laughs> they will use other emails they will sp uh, keep uh, spamming you and uh, i also uh, decided to analyze uh, how often they can change email so i replied to some of them and uh, when i told them no they use another email to bother you probably you can change your mind <laughs> no. yeah. so yeah i agree about personalization it's very important to know recipients uh, if you understand what kind of recipient spend time like uh, i know some link builders spend uh, five minutes five minutes to learn the recipient having templates personalize them and send the messages so yeah it's hard to learn for five minutes but if you have experience to open fast linkedin instagram youtube website uh, to uh, scan all this information and to personalize your message yeah you can get great results uh, mark i have the question about seo mistakes you know <laughs> it's hard it's so hard to count all my mistakes i made a lot of mistakes in seo i keep doing them you know i created 
low quality content, medium quality content. Uh, I tried to cover a lot of topics. I bought backlinks. Uh, I, I changed many attitudes by learning that it doesn't work. It's not because uh, uh, it's against Google guideline. Even writing a guest post against Google guideline. But uh, it's more about uh, getting results. It, it doesn't work. We can go ahead with something else. Can you list mistakes that webmasters still do today and how to find a much better way? Yes, I mean, don't think about them as mistakes. Think about them as learning. Now, as long as you are not learning on clients' websites that are paying you good money, then everything's fine. I mean, all, all SEO should have their own websites where they test things on, test ideas. If it doesn't work, it doesn't matter. But as SEOs, and this is where I see the industries change, they just want answers. They don't want to go through the rigmarole of trying something new. I mean, a lot of things that I've tested hasn't worked. Have I ever bought links? Yes. Have I ever trashed a website? Yes, but it's been my website to trash. It doesn't matter. You know, never try something brand new on a client's website. Now, regarding mistakes, it's there is none. That's what you have to think about. It's just different ways. Yes, you have the Google guidelines and... You know, there's all this thing about, well, does it go against the guidelines or not? But for me, is it doing what you need it to do? What's the purpose of it? And when it comes to mistakes, you know, targeting the wrong intent is a big, big mistake I've made that I learned mm -hmm. from. Yeah, uh, I made this mistake. A lot of visitors, a lot of traffic. The graphs were going up. It were brilliant. Nobody bought anything <laughs> because it was the wrong intent. And I feel as though that happens so much. And that is one of the biggest mistakes I've personally made in the past that I've learned from because at the end of the day, clients do not care about SEO. No matter what you think, they do not care about SEO. They, they care about growing their business and something they've read or somebody's told them something that SEO is this thing that will help them to grow their business. Now, if you're targeting the wrong intent and the wrong things, it doesn't matter how many graphs, positive graphs you show them, as far as they're concerned, well, the telephone hasn't been ringing any more than it did. So what's the point? And that, for me, that's one of the biggest mistakes I see that I personally made in the past. And I see other people still doing a lot. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Nobody cares about products. Everyone cares about solutions. How yeah. these products can decide their problems. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Mark. I have the question about your experience. You know, uh, let's imagine Mark didn't start in 2001. Mark Preston started in 2023. 
what will you do today to learn more about modern SEO? Oh, do you know what? Somebody asked me that yesterday in a private message, a junior SEO, because I'm getting approached by a lot of the more junior to mid-level SEOs that are scared of the future. Now, if I was starting today, it a bit you have to understand the landscape. You have to understand the future and what's going to happen. You have to predict in a certain way of what's going to happen now. Would I do SEO any differently? No, because ultimately I'm doing SEO for the business. Now, as long as you're doing SEO for the business and you're in front of your potential customers in multiple places, not just Google, yes? So brand, I'd heavily focus as well on brand, you know, looking at your brand, looking at the positive brand. Okay, we've got EEAT and things, but to me, that's a bit meaningless. It's just about building a brand people want to do business with and Google will love you forever regardless because all Google is, it's an interface. And going forward, AI is going to basically run these interfaces, but they still need solutions. Yeah. I think, yeah, branding is a must-have. Now, you can't ignore branding. If you want to get SEO results, you need to have strong brand recognition. It's not like... Uh, because users click recognizable brands. Yeah, it's this, uh, yeah, it works, but it's more about to get authority, trust, and Google ranks Wikipedia, Amazon, Pinterest high because of these brands. They can have less quality content than you have, uh, but uh, it's the same like, for example, when I try to find a new uh, uh, camera uh, and uh, for uh, I, I had the goal to film a sporting event and uh, you know I didn't think about uh, extreme camera I didn't know how it's called even <laughs> I, I was looking for GoPro <laughs> because I know this brand my son never asked me to buy uh, sneakers he asked me to buy Nike <laughs> yes so yeah, it and uh, and when people see in the top Google, Nike, Amazon, they can click this brand because they know them, they trust them. These brands have authority, and these brands don't need SEO like you need, like when you start from scratch, because uh, uh, it's enough for them to create content. Forbes can create, write an article and rank well. Forbes doesn't need link building. Big brands don't need link building because they got this authority. They deserved authority before. Uh, Mark, it's a big pleasure to get in the show, to learn from you. Uh, tell our audience the best way how to keep learning from you, how to reach out to you, how to follow you. Well, if you go to my website, markapreston.com, basically, that's the best way. You know, just, just go in there, have a look around. 
Um, you know, I I I have my own podcast on there, and I'm always on LinkedIn and Twitter, and them two main channels. Just search my name, Mark A. Preston. You'll find me. You know that, and don't be afraid of asking anything. There is no stupid questions. We all, no matter how long we've been in the industry, we're all learning all the time. Anyone that says they don't need to learn anymore, don't listen to them. We're all learning all the time. Yeah, there are students on this slide. You can't imagine what kind of stupid questions I usually ask about plumbing. <laughs> so so basic so generic because it's not my direction <laughs> yeah mark thanks again for your time for all your valuable insights welcome back anytime to share more value i love it so valuable you lead me to an emergency room i need to spend time to consume all your ideas you know to make notes to think how to implement them thanks guys a lot for listening and watching us